Hello and welcome again to the Write a Song podcast. My name is Matt and I'm the creator of the Write a Song YouTube channel. I've had a good response to the podcast so far, so thank you all for your kind comments and suggestions. For those of you who have been asking where else you can get the podcast, I'm glad to say that it's now available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if you want to listen to it there, then just search for Write a Song Podcast and it should come up. I'd also recommend that you sign up to the emails on Substack as you'll get all the updates to the podcast when new episodes come out and I occasionally write posts that you will only get exclusively if you sign up at Substack. As ever, if you've got any questions, comments or suggestions, please leave them on Substack or on the YouTube community tab. You are going to shape future episodes of the podcast. This is a conversation between me and you. So please get in touch with any songwriting questions or queries that you have and you can help to shape future episodes. This week I want to talk about rhythm. I've been asking on the YouTube community tab about what you find the most useful things when it comes to songwriting. What's the one thing that has helped you the most? And time and again, I see people suggesting rhythm. One viewer suggested there isn't a lot of content that helps with rhythm on YouTube and I agree with that and that's something I will try and address in the future but it is such a fundamental part of music but it often gets overlooked. People often think that they need to focus solely on music theory particularly on chord progressions and on melodic interests or if they're a guitar player say then they're thinking about scales and solo structures but rhythm underpins everything in music So this week I want to focus a bit on the basics of rhythm, what rhythm is and how it plays an important role in your songwriting and how you can think about rhythm going forward with your songwriting. So rhythm is probably the most overlooked part of songwriting. It is vital in chord progressions, melody, riffs and pretty much everything. A good rhythm can transform even the simplest song. So a song can be broken into three main parts, melody, harmony and rhythm. When you break it down, rhythm can stand on its own, but melody and harmony can't exist without a rhythmic structure. Rhythm in music is defined by the notes, rests, velocity, length, division and speed of a collection of beats. Musical rhythm is what gives motion and structure to your songs. Rhythm in music is a crucial factor in making better songs and in compelling songwriting. Rhythm is a repeated pattern that gives life to melodies and harmonies or chord progressions and provides the energy to propel a song forward. To fully harness the power of rhythm, you need to know about both tempo and time signatures. Tempo is the song's speed, often portrayed in beats per minute, while time signature divides beats within a bar or rhythmic pattern. Another consideration is rhythmic length, and that's the duration a note rests before being played again. So long notes would generally equate to a slower tempo, and shorter notes would equate to a faster tempo. The power of rhythmic length is really unlocked when you arrange multiple instruments in your music. So when you have a contrast between long note lengths and short note lengths, then you can create really interesting rhythms and grooves. Rhythmic length goes beyond non-melodic instruments, so not just a drum kit, for example. Understanding rhythm in a melody is crucial to creating memorable and catchy hooks. And a great trick you can try when creating a melody is to just play a single note and see if the rhythm is interesting. If it sounds monotonous or boring, then you might need to work on it more. But if it sounds syncopated and exciting, then you've probably got a good rhythm. 
Syncopation is an important part of creating interesting rhythms in your songwriting. Syncopation is where the weak beats in the bar are accented rather than the usual strong beats. For example, in a 4-4 time signature, which has four beats in the bar and is the most common time signature in popular music, then the strong beats are usually on the 1 and 3 and the weak beats are on 2 and 4. So if you're clapping out your time signature, four beats in a bar, usually the strong beats are 1 and 3, and the weak beats 2 and 4. But if you turn this on its head, then you create a syncopated rhythm. So that is where you accent the weak beats. So in this case, beats 2 and 4 would have more of an em emphasis, and beats 1 and 3 would either have no emphasis at all, or a much weaker emphasis. If you utilise notes that don't fall on any of the beats, then it feels even more syncopated. When you intentionally accent weak beats and make them the strong beat, you're creating syncopated rhythms. Writing syncopated rhythms is a great way to introduce a more interesting rhythmic structure to songs. Accents are a big part of creating beautiful rhythms in music. Where you place the accent or emphasise your rhythm will completely change how the song feels or how the part of the song feels. Another consideration is rhythmic pulse. Rhythmic pulse can be thought of as the heartbeat beneath the music. It's the force that carries the song forward. The underlying pulse will have different sonic feelings depending on where the beat is accentuated in the phrase. As I mentioned earlier, the ear naturally hears the strong beat on the 1 and 3 in the measure that is 4 beats, or a 4-4 four, four time signature. This is a typical rhythmic pattern in popular music. However, you can switch up the accents to create various grooves within this pattern. For example, switch the weak beats of 2 and 4 to the strong beats and create a classic reggae vibe. I've mentioned time signatures, so let's briefly discuss what these are. A time signature is how many beats are played within a measure or bar. The way you read a time signature is by a fraction. The top number is the number of beats, while the bottom note is the rhythmic length of those beats. I won't go into much more detail about time signatures here, but I've made a video about it on the Writer Song YouTube channel, which I'll link in the show notes, and you can learn all about time signatures. So when you're looking at a rhythm, then you are also looking at a rhythmic pattern, and a pattern is something that repeats throughout a song. Most popular Western music is built on repetition. If you've ever looked at melodies, for example, then repetition is absolutely everywhere, and it's key to creating songs that stick to a listener. It's what generates the hook in a song. Having something repeated again and again, like a melodic phrase or a riff, will really hammer home a song to your listeners and make it stick in their mind. A pattern, also known as a musical phrase or a motif, creates a song structure. Think of the various parts of your song, so the verse, the chorus, the bridge, etc. All of these parts are made up of variations of patterns and repeating phrases. Modern's music's beauty, and also its downfall to some, is that once you have established a phrase, you can repeat it throughout your song to significant effect. So this can help you as a songwriter. Once you've found that rhythm that you really like, as I spoke about earlier, maybe you're looking at a melodic phrase, repeating a single note and just working on the rhythm. Once you find that rhythm, then you can repeat it throughout your song and that can be the core of your song. So in a way, it can simplify your songwriting process and make your life easier when it comes to writing songs. If you look at certain genres of music, such as rap, for example, then the rhythm is the most important element and developing the rhythmic ideas is where 
the song draws its core appeal, its core idea. The the other parts of the song, say the melody and harmony, can actually be very simple and stripped back, but the rhythm is vital for all genres of music, but even more so for particular types of music. And we've spoken about rhythms, but what are polyrhythms? This is an interesting concept, and a polyrhythm is when you play two contrasting rhythms at the same time. Now, this can happen on the one instrument. Drummers will be very aware of polyrhythms. Or it could be that as a composer, you're thinking about contrasting rhythms between maybe a melody and your harmony. That is, your melody and the rate that your chords change. Or it might be within a riff or with a riff against the chord changes. Think about how rhythms work with each other or against each other to create interest and groove and feeling. I think for a lot of songwriters, the problem is that they don't even consider rhythm. So they're solely focused on the music theory side of things. I've talked in previous episodes of the podcast about constraints. And one thing that might help you, as highlighted earlier with the melody idea, is constraining the music theory. There's so much focus put on music theory and thinking that you have to understand every element of music theory in order to be a great songwriter when that's simply not the case. I've spoken about instinct versus theory and instinctive songwriters will often naturally constrain ideas and just reach for theory and sounds that they like and then the rhythmic element becomes more of a part of the song, more of a concentration of where the songwriter is looking. So constrain your music theory, the music theory part of your song. Start really, really simple. One chord, one note within a single key and work on rhythmic ideas. Rhythmic ideas also go hand in hand with lyrics. If you think about lyrics, they're an extension of language. And when you're speaking, you are rhythmically emphasising or accenting certain syllables, certain parts of your sentences, certain parts of phrases. And you can take ideas from language into your rhythmic ideas. Maybe you've got a melodic line and think of that melodic line like a sentence. Where in the sentence do you emphasise or accent certain words? This is where writing lyrics first can help. You've got a line of lyrics that you like, then working on the melody, you can simply accent where you would accent the words in your natural speech and that might help you to develop the rhythm within your melody. Or You can take a melodic line you like, maybe a series of intervals, it doesn't have to be complicated, and think about if you were speaking that melody, you could just put nonsense words to the melody to begin with, where would you accent the words or the notes in that sentence? So that's another way to approach your melodic writing that is a rhythm-first focus. You could take a rhythm-first focus to your chord progressions. Chord progressions can't be copyrighted, so I would suggest looking to songs that you like and taking the rhythms that they use in their chord progressions. And by that I mean, where do the chord changes occur? How often do the chords change? You don't have to use the same chords in your song, but you can take the rhythmic idea of the chord changes and then use that to develop the rhythm in your own song. So I hope some of this gives you some inspiration for your rhythms. It's quite a broad subject and it applies to all of your music. So it's both simple on the one hand, but can also be very complex on the other. 
But the point of this is just to get you thinking about rhythm. If you've never even considered rhythm before, then this will have a transformative impact on your songwriting and you can break out of the constraints of quarter notes, one chord per bar. You don't even have to break out of four, four time signatures, but you could look to other songs that use other time signatures and see if that can inspire you as well. It's all about experimentation and having a rhythmic approach is brilliant because there aren't rules of music theory here. It's not complicated in its basic form. You can experiment, you you can take one note and go on a world of experimentation with this. You can do this with your instrument. If you play guitar or piano, just playing around with rhythmic ideas. If you use software, then you can experiment with different note lengths and where the notes fall um, in a bar. This is quite simple to do on something like hook pad, for example. So that's it for this week. I hope this will help you to begin your rhythmic journey. As ever, if you've got any questions, comments or suggestions for the podcast, please leave them on Substack or on the YouTube community tab. You are the future of the podcast, so you're going to shape things. So please leave me any comments or suggestions and I can use them to be the inspiration for future episodes. So I hope you have a good week with your songwriting. I hope you're inspired and create that new hit that you've always wanted to write. And I'll see you next week. All the best.